Hello, and welcome to this week's edition of Soundtrack to My Life. And I am really pleased this week to be joined by my guest, who is Patsy Donnan. Patsy, you're very welcome to Scarif Bay Community Radio. And this particular episode of Soundtrack to My Life, which is really the songs, the playlist that you have picked for us, which which I love, and I'm looking forward to hearing the tunes and uh, and the songs. And um, but before, just to root you into your beginnings and your origins. Yes. Um, Tell us where you were born and a little bit about your family. I was probably born in the house I live in at the moment. Um, uh, my father and mother and his father and mother, my fa- father, my grandparents all lived in the house. And my grandfather died 15 days after I was born. Yeah. I was the, the third child, actually. The, the first child died at birth. He was the only boy in the family. So I was the second girl then, and there yes. were four girls of us yeah. in the family. And uh, the uh, it's just uh, the house we live in is just above the village. It's a small farm Mount in Mount Shannon. Mm-hmm. It's a small farm. Uh, my grandfather... Uh, on my father's side, bought the farm uh, through the Irish Land Commission mm-hmm. when the landlords were leaving in 1907 mm-hmm. and uh, later bought, bought another piece of land in 1917. So they worked the farm and uh, were self-sufficient. As, yeah. yeah, they were completely self-sufficient, as was kind of in a circular motion in the village with the shops supplying the farmers yes. and the farmers growing all their own produce, having milking cows, calves, cyclical uh, turnover of cattle, uh, pigs, bonnets, hens, chickens, yes. everything, yeah. their own crops, everything. And there was um, a method at the time of running up the bill on the Red Book in Keynes. Yes. And the feedstuff came up on, I think it was the Guinness barge. You'd hear it coming up to Shannon, yes. the noise. You could yeah. hear it from the yard and say, oh, it is arriving. Yes. And the farmers would tackle the horse and carts and go down to the big piers, it was yes. then, yeah. and load up, bring up to the store in Keynes, which yes. is now part of the art centre. Anita lets it out yes, for that week. Yeah. That and that was the background. There was no yeah. electricity yeah. as a child. Yeah. There was the par- an open hearth, big open hearth. My father cut big chunks of wood and went to the bog every year. So there yes. was turf in the shed. Yes. And uh, we had, as I said, an oil lamp yeah. and sat around the fire at night. And there was yeah. a little, what we called a sacred heart lamp, uh-huh. a little red lamp at the top sure. of the stairs. Yeah. Um, if anybody wants to get up during the night. That would you know, be the light. That would be the light. Yeah. It's yeah. still dark, you know. And, and Patsy, your family are very active during the Troubles, during yes. the, and I mean, yes. the, your grandfather's spoken about and his sister, in it, which is your aunt. Yeah. And I've, I've heard lots of stories about yeah. the... My father was active. Yeah. yeah. Your his, father, yeah. Yeah, he was active. Um, his, his history is on in the military archives. Yes. Because yeah. he was a lieutenant of the Slayer Brigade. Yes, yeah. And... Uh, and the house was burnt down. Yeah. And my grandfather, you know, uh, I believe sued, I haven't full details, but sued the government afterwards and managed to build the house that I'm living in. Yes, yeah. imagine. So, yeah. so but there was steeped there was in the history of Mount Shannon. Yeah, and well, my, my, certainly my parents yeah. were, you yeah, know. Yeah. My father had five sisters. Yes. And then um, my grandmother was Cohn. 
Uh, yeah, she was one of the Coens of Woodford. Yeah. She'd be Anthony Coens, you know, Anthony, the Anthony and Jack Cohen, they're mm. all Auntie, Jack, Charlie, Margaret, the sisters, they're all musicians. Yes, yes. You know, Jack would have been fun. played regularly yes. on Kieran McMahon's yes. programme from New York. Uh-huh. He was a great oh, player. Right, so yeah. So the, the tradition started there. Yes. Yeah, yeah. on that side of the yeah. family. That yeah. was just about to come into that, actually, yeah. and say, like, so what were the early musical influences on your life then? Well, we had, I think, um, initially my father had um, uh, one of those early uh, acid radios, but that was spared for the news. And then the elect- uh, electricity came across the fields. The, yes. elect- men, the men came one day and said they wanted the kettle boiled for one o'clock. So they were putting down the poles and the wires and wow. that all continued from farm to farm. Yes. And um, Mick Hickey, God rest him, in Woodford came afterwards wiring the houses. Yes. So we came home from school one day and my mother said, turn on the switch there and bang, the light wow. went on. <laughs> some he had He had the earlier bush radios, yes. beautiful bush radios, which we got. And then that's where the music started. Yes. Yeah. And the first the traditional music would have been Tuesday nights, the, the job of journey work and yeah. the Cayley House on the... On Saturday nights. Yes. Saturday yes. nights. And that's where my mother taught us to dance. Yes. My mother came from, my mother was Christina Noon and she was from Cahar. Yeah. She was steeped in music herself. Mm-hmm. Um, often as children, she spoke of Paddy Kenny yes. and um, PJ Hayes. Yeah. But um, the, uh, she taught us to dance then. When the music, we, we were allowed up to get the music and she went through the steps with us of the, the roundhouse set to get the into sets. the rhythm yes. and then the real the real uh, one, two, three and four four hand reels we uh, had uh, Were you dancing to the to the music on the radio yes. at that time or yes. was, it, was, was there music in the house that was being played as well? No, no, no yeah, there was, was no the music in the house no, So it was the radio It was all the radio that yeah. was the first influence Fantastic, Later yeah. on as we grew older probably in the teens we knew Martin Woods Yes where yeah, Martin was the postman yeah, yeah. But th- then that's where we learned to dance that's where we learned the rhythm and, you know, her clicked in our feet and praying, praying to foot. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. you have picked for your, to describe you, for your first uh, pick of, for your soundtrack is from the Tullochalia, a great dance band, of course. Yes. And yeah. you, this is the concertina. It's the... Oh, is it the concertina reel? It's, I'll tell you now, yeah. it's the uh, concertina reel and coffee's reel. And coffee's reel. Yeah. So we'll hear that now, Patsy. <laughs> Kaylee Band, uh, my guest Patsy Donlan's first choice, um, and that was the Constantina Real and Coffee's Real. And we're tapping our toes under the table here now. And you've enjoyed dancing for many a year, Patsy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was really a, it was a big thing in your life, wasn't be, it? Yeah, that was the, in the earlier years until 10 years of age. Yes. From the time we got the, um, the electricity yes. and the radio, and um, then my mother died which was the, the biggest trauma in our lives. Yes. And that ended 
the music and the dance and everything okay. for that period of life. At How, 10 years of age. You were only 10. I was 10. You, yeah. So that's when you, when she, she had, she was on the hornpipe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. We started the hornpipe. Yeah. But one thing she had managed to do, we, we didn't have running water yes. and she had managed, you know, she managed at the time to uh, apply for a grant and get water gravity to the bottom of the garden and get a shanks, a white sink that I still have with one one cold tap running. Which was it outside or inside in the house? Inside in the house, house, which was the first one. I mean, sinks inside the house were just not to be seen, you know, at the time. So that was a major achievement. Between that and the electricity, there were two major things before she died, before I was 10. Do you know, and I've known you for a long time, and I know that poetry is very important to you. Yes, and, that, and you write beautiful poetry. And while we're thinking about your mother, yeah, um, you're going to read for us a poem that you've written called "The Art of Mothering." Yes, Will you read that for I us. I read indeed. Yeah. Thank you. <clears throat> the art of mothering. She wore life like a glove, fitting the roles expected of a woman in the 1950s. Wife. Mother, cook, seamstress, care of the elders, farm worker, housekeeper. She sang while she worked. Born near Loch Graney, where Merriman dreamed, through the bush radio she heard the sound of her own people. Paddy Canny, Bill Look Dan, P. Joe Hayes and the Tullochaley Band, the bedrock of her life. She taught us the steps, how to move into the rhythm of the music on Radio Arn. A job of journey work on a Tuesday, Cayley House on a Saturday. Reels, jigs, hornpipe, the round the house, clear set. I remember the urge to dance, my feet stepping forward, the rhythm resonating. I heard her call, you have it, you have it. Together we danced around that stone floor until the music stopped. Beautiful face, Patsy. I love that. You have it, you have it. You know, the encouragement <laughs> yeah. when it begins to oh, click. Once it clicks. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, no looking back then. Yeah. And um, how old, and not how old, but did your father live in, into old age? It or? is. Yes. My father died only in 1985. Okay. And my own family were reared, really. Yes. We're in secondary school at before that, he, at that when point, he died. So and he just died suddenly one morning. Yes. He just died. He got up. He, I was getting his breakfast and he was dead while I was going to the kitchen. And yes. up, he was dead. Yeah. yeah. Um, he was 85. And how many were, did your, did your mum leave behind? How many children in your own family? Four girls. Four girls. Four, my yeah. sister Mary. Yes. Is Mary Varley. Yes. She's yes. married yes. to Jim Varley mm-hmm. in Killaloo. Yeah. And uh, Jardine is on, uh, one below me. Yeah. And she's married to Pat McBanus, who is from Roscommon. She's yes. in Ashbourne. And then Martina, and she was married to Sean Galway, and he died too, oh, God yes. rest him, God, a couple of years ago. Yeah. yeah. You have another poem for us, which is really, I think, in memory of your father. Yes. So would you would tell us it was, about that? It was, I suppose, the period after my mother and... Um, my, my father was, as I said, they were self-sustaining on the farm and they'd kill their own pig and had all their own vegetables. But there was always a lean time in the year yeah. when he, he took off in the evenings. So this is called um, Standing Still. Uh, on summer evenings, he would leave the house, head towards the field, two cartridges in his coat pocket, stock cradled in the crook of his arm, barrels pointed down. He knew their terrain, the flat ground where they nibbled grass, heads alert, ears twitching, burrows nearby. 
he gauged the distance. Standing still, his movement from elbow to shoulder was soundless. Other men set wire snares on its tracks, camouflaging them with sops of hay. Once trapped, it had to wait until dawn for the blow that brought release. He taught me how to skin it. Pinching the fur of the underbelly, he slit with the Gillette razor blade, pushed the legs through the opening. Like taking off a jumper, he'd pulled the soft coat over its body to the back of the head. Without a tear, he'd cut the carcass at the neck, turned the head into its own shroud and bury it. When the virus was planted in the wardens, they were pushed into the open fields. Sick and immobile, they appeared to be crying. Lumps appeared on their eyes, as if their tears froze by blinding them. On my way to school, I walked between them. They did not move. My father did not hunt them again. In his later years, he stayed indoors. At night, he prayed in a loud whisper. Tired with life, he waited. That's absolutely wonderful. Like this image of the getting ready for the rabbit stew or the whatever way. Would, would you cook it in a pot then? Would yeah, you with, with vegetables, vegetables and, yeah. and whatever? Gosh, yeah. yeah. But the skill and the art in skinning and absolutely. preparing it, and that you learned that. We did. Yeah. It was yeah. like it was the same with chickens and anything yes. else. You know, we learned how to do everything. We yeah. learned. We were children. I before my mother died, I knew how to milk a cow. Yes. You know, we knew yeah. all the things in the farm. How to sow the vegetables. How to do. How to work. Yeah. Yes. How to yeah. work the farm. Yeah. And, and that was mixomatosis then that came it was, in. That yes. Was that artificially introduced? Oh, it was. Yeah. Yeah. Was it? Yeah. 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 It was. I, I think Australia first. I'd actually forgotten about it. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 It was a big thing. And then, so nobody, no, you couldn't hunt them. Then you couldn't, oh, no, you couldn't no. eat them. No, no, no. Yeah, it yeah. was an awful sight. I remember yeah. going to school. Yeah. There was immobile in the fields. Yes, that's, yeah. a, that's a wonderful piece. Yeah. So, thank you for those two pieces. Right. And we're going to now talk about the next phase of your life, I yes. think, and your your second choice. So tell, tell me why you've chosen this. Um, so this is moving on to, I'd say, romance and... Oh, uh, yes. Yeah. That's... Uh, uh, a meeting Sean, Sean, is it? Yeah. 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 Well, for, in, the, in the years that followed, I went to school in mm. Woodford, yes. to Our Lady of Mercy. And I left Component Farm after my intracert. Mm-hmm. And I met Sean Donlan. Uh, there were 12 in his family in from Kilkishan at a marquee one night. And uh, we hit it off. And was that the marquee in Kilkishan? <laughs> it was, I think. Yeah. Or Easter Sunday or whatever. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, uh, and we also met in the Aster here. Oh, there were yes. dances in yeah, the Aster yeah. here in Scarif. Yeah. And um, we hit it off anyway. And... Um, uh, so I was 20 and he was 25 when we married. So we were both quite young. Yes. Yeah. But um, he was he brought the music back into our lives again. He was yes. dead keen on dancing and dancing. singing and music and all the Donnell family are. Yeah. And know. a great and a when great you, dancer, wasn't he? He was. Yeah, yeah. he was. When, when you're ready, when the pub is ready to close, the Donlan start the session. <laughs> <laughs> they get into action. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're, they're into the music in a big way. Yes. But um, this this one... Uh, You've chosen one from his, I, from I the cho- album. Yeah, this was one he composed. We we used to have the biggest... Paddy Bugler opened his bar, you see, yes, below. Jazz, and, yeah. yeah, I think it was 77, 1977. But jazz, yeah. And there were great sessions there. Mm-hmm. And uh, so as... The, the white gate um, 
team won the, the match. So that's why I've chosen that particular oh, one because okay. Sean composed the song and he has named everyone. Okay, we will have to hear that now. Yeah, and yeah. that's it. It's the ballad, the uh, the White Gate Curlers by Sean Donlan. On the 9th of September 1984, the horrors of White Gate that came to the fore. They played against St. Joseph's in Tuller that year, when they brought home the cup, their supporters did cheer. If you listen a while, sure the story I'll tell of the boys on the field that you all know so well. They promised to win in centenary year, and that's why we all had such reason to cheer. I think that I'll stop now by naming the team. The Waterstone brothers, yes, came and Liam. All the Meddens weren't there, for Brian and the young Paul. And the team, it was captained by their cousin, Michal. All the Tracys were hurling, sure, Jacko and Mike. Tom and old Pat Mulvell, you never saw the like. Pat Chapman, Mike Solon, and Sinthern, all Bork. John Kindy, Pat Island, of course, met you queer. Well, the ball was thrown in and the game it began. With the clash of the ashes, they stood men to men. St. Joseph scored first and their scores came in style, but were soon cancelled out with some pines from Padile. Twelve minutes had gone and St. Joseph's were clear. They were playing quite well and had three pines to spare. Their supporters were cheering, they thought they were great. And Brian Madden went through for a goal for White Gale. When the ball was popped out, he collected again. He soloed his way all right out to the wing. He studied his shots and the ball it went door. And the crowd, they acknowledged another fine score. Then the ball was popped out and was caught in the air. John Kindy's rebound, sure it dropped in the square. Came and walked the stone pulled and the ball hit the net. And the cheers, they went up once again for White Gaze. Twenty-one minutes gone and the sides were now tied. Two goals and two pints was the score for each side. Jack O'Tracy's long shot, it appeared to go wide, but the umpire he signalled it was 65. Noel Burke had the task now of striking the ball. You could see by his stance he was aiming at goal. The backs never saw it till the ball hit the net and the cheers they went up once again for White Gate. St. Joseph's didn't score the pine from out far. 
And blind men again sent one over the bar. That I'll scored the beautiful pine from a free, and my exalons upon and got a belt in the knee. <coughs> when the whistle hit sounded to signal half time, I'd get well winning by just those four pines. St. Joseph's then thought they would win it with ease. They'd be playing the second half with the strong breeze. Well, the second half started at a very fast pace. Pat Isle scored two points and some changes took place. Martin Donlan came on fall to play at wing back. David Soden decided to help the attack. Then Liam Watherstone stopped the half shot in the goal. Pat Chapman nipped in and he cleared out the ball. The two corner bags, they upended their men, and the cheers they went up for white gate once again. Well, the play it was tough and the score it was close. And Mike Tracy collected a ball that went loose. And St. Joseph's they failed to hold on to the ball. Michal Madden ran in and he scored a good goal. When the whistle it sounded to signal full time. Whitegate had won by four six to two nine. Their supporters rushed in far to shawl the dim high. When the cup was presented, they went wild with joy. Well, that pull that Mike Schlatteries to fill up the cup. It went round the bar and we all held a sop. Then someone suggested it was time to head back. We pulled into Bugglers and then on to Max. Twas there they decided they'd head for White Gate. We pulled into Evils and stayed rather late. The guards gave a call and we all got a fright. And ashes was left until Monday night. Well, we're all so delighted they brought home the cup. We're all so delighted we all held us up. So raise up your glasses and give a loud cheer and hope that they'll win out the scene of next year. Well, Patsy, I'm sure there's people all over Whitegate, Mount Shannon, absolutely delighted to, uh, to hear that song again. And I, I really enjoyed it. I think I was probably one of those people in Mike Slattery's bar that got a drink out of the cup that night. <laughs> um, so uh, the word, that was just a, only a sample of the, the great Sean Dunn and your husband, Sean. Yes. And, um, you know, you you lost him very early, really, in, in, in your life, didn't you? I mean, he was I was a youngish man when he oh, died. Oh, he was, 51. I yeah. mean, it was just, you know, shocking yeah. at the time. And he was actually at the um, festival in Fecal. Was he? And he yeah. felt unwell. Yes, it was the start of him. That was the start. Yes. That was just the start, and he just couldn't swallow. Yes. He's yeah. mean or something. And then by, by 
the following August he died. Yeah, yeah. yeah you think about 28 that's... years this year now. Ah, oh, goodness yeah. me. Yeah, he was, very, he was very young. Yeah. Now, you've picked for your next choice uh, another local man yeah. from the same parish and also, uh, well, family steeped in hurling too. And it's, of course, the, the great box player Seamus Bogler. Yes. And tell us about this choice from Seamus. Seamus has been the backbone of the community musically. Always, you know, he sure. since he played with Martin Woods and Martin Woods passed, God rest him, Seamus, has played for everything. And this particular piece uh, is is very dear to my heart because um, and, and it's, it's from another uh, aspect of life in the yes. community where uh, at community level we, we decided to try and buy the rectory field. Mm-hmm. So um, as part of that, we got funding to uh, do a video. And uh, James, of course, was providing the music. And uh, so my memory is the boat, Jermadden's boat going out and the, the water going in front of us, yes. uh, going out to Holy Island and the sight of Holy Island mm. coming up ahead, you know. And then Seamus, when the video was put together, Seamus was playing Easter Snow. Oh, so yeah. Easter Snow was match- matching the wave oh. parting as the boat went out. Yes. And it won uh, an environmental award with Clare County Council. Yes. And it, it brought in the first money of £1,000 to the community wow. for its, in its category. Yeah, yeah. So that was a huge amount of money yeah. in 1992 or 1993 yes. when it was first out. And... Um, it's, it's an air that's dear to my heart, yes. but push with the water and, and push with the, with the boat. Of the community. I always believed that it was the music yes. and the, that journey out and to that, the island and the water yeah, yeah, that got great. us that thousand pounds. Oh, so I'm always uh, grateful to Seamus. Absolutely. And yeah. no more than, you know, Seamus, the backbone musically. And anybody who knows you knows that you are completely passionate about community enterprise and support for the community yeah. and community development. And have given many, many years to it. So we'll play that and we'll remember that lovely yeah, scene yeah, lovely. on uh, going and, out and to And thanks to Seamus for all his input in yes, making that happen. Indeed. Easter Snow from Seamus Bogler. playing of, of uh, Seamus Bogler playing Easter Snow and uh, that was the third musical choice of my guest Patsy Donlin and Patsy we're moving down to the kingdom now I think yes and uh, your your next choice uh, tell us about your next choice of Sean Garvey yes um, I choose uh, this song yes. the first time I heard this song uh, it was Stephen Donlin singing below in their own home Yes. And Sean used to sing it as, uh, as well. Yes. And uh, Stephen was a powerful singer. You know, yeah. he played the fiddle as well, but he was a powerful singer. So in honour of them, in honour of the Donald family as well, I just wanted to bring that. But Sean and I met Sean Garvey in Kilk- at the Kilkenny Flair. And it was like heart connection. Right. 
really? with the man. Yes. He was so yeah. ancient. He was fluent Irish. He was a musician. He was just such a lovely man. Mm-hmm. And uh, it came as a shock, really, yes. when he died. When we heard just him. recently, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's a couple of months now. Yeah, yeah. But um, I remember I was coming from Galway with my my daughter uh, Eileen, and we pulled into the the grounds of the cathedral there in Lockray to see yeah. the ceremony on the. Oh. On her on her phone, oh, you know really? the yes. final yeah. ceremony. Yeah. But um, we cared for Sean. He stayed with us. He was at the festivals in Manchester, and he was a guest singer, musician. He was just a lovely, lovely man. Yes. So, in honour of all those that have passed, I'd love to have Sean Garvey oh. singing because he's from the area. He's from Carrigavon, yeah. and yeah. it's the great. Um, Sigurds and Clifford's song, The Boys of Barnishroy, the, yeah. the town that climbs the mountain. Yes. And uh, I spent a lot of time in Caris Ivine, so I, I, it's a real favourite of mine too. Right. So let's hear that now. was the late, great Sean Garvey singing the signature tune of Karasevi and the Boys of Barnish Reuter. And that is, that really is a beautiful song, Patsy. And I know that, you know, you have a lot of talent within your own family and um, a great favourite of ours in Scarif Bay Community Radio is Key Donlan, your daughter. And um, you have picked one of her compositions. I have. Yeah. Tell me yeah, about I, that. I, I choose uh, the legacy. Yes. Um, and if you don't mind, I'll just read from her. her yes, paper. please do. Yeah. Um, this air came at dawn during the summer of 2016. I was thinking of my grandmother, whom I never knew. I never met. Granny loved singing and listening to music. She came from Qatar. The legacy represents the McNamara, my grandfather, who is my father, Tom, and the Noonan, my grandmother. Uh, Chris, Ancestral Line. I dedicate this composition to my mother, Patricia, who has lived and shared that same passion for music, song and dance. And thanks to Kira for her beautiful harp arrangement on this air. And I choose it as well for my own family, for Clee, Eileen, Niall, Siobhan and my grandchildren, Darren, Kim and Claire and Henry and Radine. You've got them all in there now. Yeah. I say, well done, well done. And that's <laughs> some it's, line. It's such a family thing. With, with, yes, yes. It's current, it's present day, you know. Yeah, and I, as I, and, and cleaning knows, I absolutely adore this piece. It's and Sean, I forgot my son-in-law. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> poor, poor Sean. Sean, oh, you're remembered now. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, yeah. um yeah, I mean, this this comes from Cleaner's album, Under the Hedgerow, Beneath the Hedgerow, sorry, yeah. it's called Under the Hedgerow, uh, which is a fabulous album. And But, you know, she plays other people's music, but she plays her own compositions. And there's something, something so classic about this. It's it's haunting. It's a, And I said I can imagine it with a full orchestra and it being the, the soundtrack to a movie. I'm sure, I'm really. So I'm going to really enjoy Legacy Now from Cleet on them.
was just fabulous legacy by Clee Donlan. And now we're, we're just to, before we come to the last musical choice, I want to go back to something I was talking about earlier with you, Patsy, which is the importance of poetry in your life, mm-hmm. because I know it's incredibly integral to your life and you continue to compose. So tell me about what it means to you and how you feel about writing. Um, you see, when when all my children grew up and left and Sean had died, there was a whole new way of life, an emptiness yes. in a way of life. And I didn't, I wasn't drawn to music, I wasn't drawn to dance. So all the things I knew, even the farm I grew up on, yes. I had to sell all the cows, I had to do it. So there was an incredible em- emptiness. Yeah. And um, I was down in Woodford and I met a cousin of mine and she told me she was writing and she said, why don't you come to Portumna? Pin pushers are there, part of the pin pushers under Noel Linsky there and mm-hmm. Margaret Hickey, they're they're really marvellous women. So I must be coming on twelve years going uh, there now. But can I know? can I go back a little bit to say, let's say when you were a teenager or when you were young, did you write poetry at that time? Or did you like to write? If, if somebody was getting married or something uh, something had to be done around a birthday or something, I'd write something about yes. the person. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, Usually a funny thing, you yeah, know. Yeah. So you found it cathartic then when yes, you started. But this was a different thing because there was there was so much of a lived life gone. Yes, yes. And poetry was my in to get another perspective on it. Yes. And it was it get a deeper perspective, if you like, and that took in every aspect, uh, even questioning. My, my religion, everything, yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, and that took me on a very long journey, but I could write about it okay. and put a form on it and express it. And so that's my piece, yes. if you like. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, and do things come to you, you know, what, does something come to you in the middle of the night? Does it come to you with the, with the early morning light? What inspires I could, you? I could wake up with it or I could just say, put a perspective on something yeah. and start now, it could take ages to finish it, yes, you know, course, yeah. and I've been doing courses where they come up and that as well. But all in all, like it is, it's it's because when one lives on one, when I live on, I live on my own. Yeah. So it's like I need to know that I've lived. Yes, absolutely. You know, yeah. after all of the tragedies and everything, yeah, yeah. I need to know uh, to leave something of me somewhere. Yes, your legacy. Yeah, well, <laughs> maybe I might never go beyond the house. I but, know, no, you, but do you know what I mean? But it gives me yes, great yeah. peace of mind. Yeah. And you're going to finish this these these poems that we've shared with us, which the the, the third one, which is called the gap. Yes. Yeah. And I'll tell you about this yes, one okay. because it was written in. It's like life and death thing. All right. And I, my my youngest sister Tina had a two children with cystic fibrosis and um, her husband got cancer very early and died and her youngest daughter died 13 weeks after him you know which is a huge tragedy and then the second daughter who actually uh, had it as well uh, she has, she's another daughter who hasn't a, a son they're a lovely family but the, the second daughter who had the CF decided that she'd go for the road of a transplant if it could become available, you yes. know. And um, yeah. she became very, very ill in the waiting. Uh-huh. And uh, it's, it's, it takes a lot to have compatible 
lungs that are compatible to have such surgery. But she was in the hospital waiting for it. And um, we were all praying. It was Mm. was like, it was a different way of living during the waiting period. So I was in the garden one day and I thought, what can I, what at all, what way can I address this? So it's out of that waiting for the lungs that didn't come really in the end. And she died as well, that this has come. Right. And my next piece of music comes into her as well. Okay. And I know my two, my sisters will be listening to this, so I want to pay tribute to the bravery yes. of my sister Tina, but then also to my other sister Ger. We call yes. her Ger Geraldine, uh, who's beautiful son, and he was only thirty three, I think, and just got a heart attack in front of her one morning and went. Yes. And that was devastation as well. So I include them all in this music. But the, the, the poem I wrote for the last period while Paula was waiting. Yes. Is that OK? That's absolutely fine. So will you will you recite that for us, the, the, the Gap? It's called The Gap. Time is like a field without ditches or trees or the sound of running water in drains. A field that stretches in the four directions and you are at the gap. Stand still, stand still. You are not separate from that which makes the grass grow. Beneath the soil, the hyacinth is waking in its bulbous root. Rocket, buttercup and daisy are stretching in the clay. They do not know they will flower in time to feed butter, fly and bee. Listen. Though the stream seems to have stopped flowing, see the tiny ripple over stone. It knows not where it is going, but like you, travels bravely on, drawing life across all there is. And that is, you, you want to, to dedicate this to, you, to your sisters? To my sisters, yes, yeah. for sure. And wonderful women, to all, to all sisters and their, and their families. Yes. Yeah. Um, and we were having the, um, I think it was the month's mind uh, for Paula. And um, there was no choir, mm-hmm. do you know, at the mass. Yes. And uh, I could hear music, but, you know, I didn't know. And I just happened to say it when we were in the house afterwards. And one of Paula's best friends was there. And she said, Patsy, have you ever heard... Uh, Benedictus, you know, yeah. uh, it's, from, it's composed by by um, Carl, Jenkins. Carl Jenkins from uh, from um, a piece of the mass for the mass and it was a piece the Benedictus was a piece of the mass from the armed man that yes. was called, yeah. and that is that's a piece of music I play so regularly. Okay, in you memory, first heard it there. That's the, the first time okay. her friend put it on in the house that evening, and that was the music, yeah. and it was as if Paula was saying. Yeah. All as well. Yeah. That's how I feel about, yes. you know, because they were... A reassurance. Yeah, yeah. a reassurance. Yeah. Because sometimes you get those things from the other side, yeah. Yeah. you know, sure, yeah. reassurance yeah. and know they're all there, bless yeah. them all. Well, we're going to play uh, Benedictus from Hauser. And um, I just, before we do, I just want to thank you so much for coming to join me and come to Scarif Bay Community Radio for... And to share the soundtrack to your life. It's been a pure pleasure. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Carl.